Hello and welcome to the first episode of On My One podcast. My name is Alvin Suo and I will be your host for this show. I'm actually ecstatic today because I am joined by a guy I have really really wanted to talk to and in the studio with me is Ralph Wangutusi. Thank yes, you for being here, Ralph. Oh, uh, so please, man. Ralph, introduce yourself. Tell the people who uh-huh. you are. <laughs> My name is Ralph Wangutusi. I'm a student journalist, and I make content digitally, especially on YouTube and writing a few articles. But uh, yeah, pretty much. All right. So let me tell you a brief uh-huh. story of how I encountered Ralph's content. So. Uh-huh. I study here in the US as you know and it was just you know one of those random Fridays and I was like you know let me hop onto YouTube and uh-huh. the first thing that I saw on my recommended was your public uh-huh. interviews and I think it was Whoa. about like does sex ruin relationships I think you had uh-huh. one of those videos so that's the first video I actually ever watched before like uh-huh. you know I went into your channel and checked out your other videos whereby you know you you talk to teenagers and the youth about like, you know, maybe 20 to 25 uni- university students, yeah. basically. So, bro, my first question for you is, uh-huh. why, why Trendy on Topics? Why the name? Yeah, why the name Trendy on Topics and why specifically <laughs> did you want to do Trendy on Topics? Um, well, the thing is this, when I was in high school, I really loved the trend when Larry was doing it. This is before I talk I love Akape. I mean, nothing against her, but as in, there was just a vibe Larry brought. So, um, when I was still in school, I was like, I want to create my own, the trend. Uh-huh. You see? Because I've always had this issue uh, with traditional media and them having only celebrities over. Uh-huh. You get? So, I was like, I don't, because I, I feel as if a lot of other people also want to share what they're going through you see and yeah. we all have different experiences and opinions on things so still following all that is trending as at that time that we are talking then that's the trendy part and the topics is because you're talking about different topics that matter to us and that are affecting us uh-huh. so trendy on topics simply okay so <laughs> What I gather from this uh-huh. is you wanted something that the youth can relate to. Yeah. And just like, yeah. just ordinary people, just like us, you know, because I, I yeah. guess we all have like the same struggles, bro. And yeah. since you mentioned that, like, I don't know, but has anyone ever asked you your opinion on the topics you talk about? Since you're always uh. interviewing other people, have you... <laughs> ever like just expressed your opinions about it um sometimes okay i usually i think that's why that's why i like listening to other people's perspectives because some of these things especially most of the things that people say out here i usually don't agree much with what comes out uh-huh. but not so many people confront me afterwards and they're like wait what do you actually think apart from a few girls who might get upset about what I might have said and they're like, wait, you actually really think like this? Then I'm like, nah, this is just entertainment. You're just having fun. And these are people uh-huh. sharing what they think. My own personal thoughts come in later. 
when we get to interact better and you get to know who I really am. So, yeah. So, how, how is it that you can separate the banter in quotes and who uh-huh. actually Raf is? Like, where's, where's a thin line? Because, you know, some people can take whatever you say on social media or, like, on your YouTube channel and misconstrue uh-huh. the meaning and think, like, oh, Raf actually thinks like this. So, how do you draw the line? You just tell people, Cheki, me and social media, that's a different side of me. That's not me. So, how, how do you uh-huh. do it? Well, I tried, I start or I started trying through my Instagram. Uh-huh. For those guys who for those guys who have only just seen me on YouTube, they might have some certain perception about me, specifically because of the things that I talk about mostly there. But then for those who follow me on Instagram, they get to see a more personal side of me. They get to know what I really like to talk about, what I even do some days. Um, what I'll wake up or what I'll just come out of nowhere and start talking to you guys about because I'm like, hey, you guys check out this documentary about drugs or on Twitter we are here talking about politics and all these things. You see, so when you get to see me from other social media platforms that's not YouTube, then that's where you get to get this honest side of me because that's where I get to really speak about things affecting me and who I really am, you get? Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's how I draw the line because on YouTube, we are here and it's the show is about these guys who are talking. It's not about me, you get. Mm-hmm. So I might say I do agree, I might say I don't agree, but at the end of the day, it's all about what they're saying because mm-hmm. that's why they are here to talk about it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, bro. So let me just take you take you back a bit down memory lane. Uh-huh. So yeah. Why, why did you start a YouTube channel? Like, what was in your mind at that time? What was going on with you? Just, like, paint a picture for us listeners. Nice. Um, okay, going back to high school still, yeah? Yeah. I wanted to... I still wanted to pursue journalism. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, it like, from four, just, yeah, the last year, no, just before I finished, I came across this article by um, Johnson Mwakazi saying that most of these media stations are looking to hire people who, have, who already have their workouts there. Like not just people off campus and they need to, they're coming and then they say that they need a job because they study journalism or something, but mm-hmm. people who have something to show for it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, so that's, that's a good idea. That's interesting. And then later on that year, I came to realize that most of the journalists who, um, leave their workplaces like if some guy just quits or decides to resign they are always going back to creating their own things if you've seen Adele Nyango, now she has a, a podcast you see mm-hmm. we have all these other female personalities also who've gotten into creating channels for their own and their brands you see yeah. so it just it just got me thinking why should I wait to finish uni get a job and then leave the job just to come and do this instead of actually just starting it while it's still early, you get? Yeah. So that one way or another, I still have something of my own. I'm not also dependent on that as a job. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's how the whole YouTube idea came up. Okay. Um, yeah. Something you mentioned about like having, you know, like your own side thing. 
Yeah. I I also understand that you've written a bunch of articles for Standard. Uh-huh. How how do you approach newspapers to do you nice. just write your article and send it and then some editor is going to look at it and be like, "Yeah, let's put this in the paper." Um, how did it start for you? Well, for me this is how it happened. Before I started doing um interviews for trend on topics, yeah. Um by having guests over, what I used to do is I used to come up with topics and look for people and go talk to them where they are. So the first the first story that was really a serious story for me was um one about hijabs. There's this story I came across. Um it was just a small news piece that I came across by the BBC. So I was watching that then a few questions just came up and I was like wait, I can actually just try and shoot this into a larger story by interviewing more people and then posting it on YouTube. So I did that. I found some girls, some friends of mine and also some nurse who had once treated me so I went to her went to them and then I talked to them and then after putting it on YouTube there's a cousin of mine who works at Standard says like wait baby have you thought of passing this story to a bigger audience so it's like well I hadn't thought about it because YouTube was where I had reached so because he had a friend who's a writer he was like well I'll just tell this friend of mine to check out your work then you guys can talk so it was just that's how it happened so me and the writer started talking then she looked at the work she liked it but she was like well you can make this into a story so you just go write it then we'll see i'll tell you how it goes so that's how it personally started then from there i got my first article posted and then now we just started communicating when there's something that i have i just send it to them through the writer or through the editor who's now going through my previous articles uh-huh. and then that's how it goes but then you can also just simply find their email addresses because mm-hmm. it's all always in the newspapers mm-hmm. so you email you email the uh, the editor of whatever piece you've come across and mm-hmm. if your content aligns with what she's managing or he's managing then they can now let you know how the whole process will go from there so yeah uh let me ask you and i uh-huh. think this might be related to the youtube and also article writing for the newspaper uh-huh. what would you say your personality is your personality type uh i don't know how to answer that question <laughs> What would you how would you say your personality is let me ask you so I can get how to answer that mine um so brief story is I'll tell you I've had multiple personalities over my years so yeah as a child I was very extroverted you know in primary school I loved being out there I yeah. liked you know music I liked I was the bell ringer so I was ringing the bell all the time during break time <laughs> I was a kid and you know transitioning into high school obviously like puberty makes you feel different so I started becoming more yeah. reserved I was still out there but out there in terms of just making friends but in terms of you know interacting with uh, your your teachers or anyone older than you I was more reserved and I think yeah. um after that transitioning to university as well I've I I think I've been introverted I I really enjoy you know spending my own time and like let's say i've hung out with a bunch of people the entire uh-huh. weekend i'll need like a week to recharge my social battery 
Uh-huh. I'm not even going to be texting them. It will be like blue takes and all. I'll just tell them like, hey, I need some time off right now. This is how I feel. Yeah. That's me. I'd say I'm introverted. Nice. So. Nice. Can, can you tell me about it? I you? can. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate with you on that one. Uh-huh. After, especially when I got into uni, I don't know what changed, but it's, it was like a total shift. Because mm-hmm. in high school, I was also really active, especially with going out. I used to go for this um the gold cups the platinums like since since I was in form 2 wallahi I always used to turn up for those things like akuna event in Nairobi I think nilikuwa ikosa especially if they were good ones the shady ones manze you, you just start feeling skeptical so you stay home but uh-huh. I was very active when I was young uh because I also had this photography page called Kenya photography oh wow so Uh-huh. yeah so that's that was like the ticket to getting into most of these events uh-huh. so um after high school i got into uni and i was like okay so i don't know all of a sudden yes i still have the interest of talking to people getting to know all these crazy things about what's happening right now mm-hmm. but at the same time even when i'm in school people sometimes think i'm rude because i'm so quiet and i keep to myself so much that come as in a story like i wouldn't just come and start talking out of nowhere but mm-hmm. if i have something that we can actually legitimately talk about we're going to talk about it mm-hmm. it's like i don't even know how to describe this it's like you'll see me from the outside you'll be like um say kuna kitu inamsumbua then you sit beside me and you kona kitu kwa kili then all of a sudden you're talking about some crazy interesting things that you get up going to do your own things later kozilezama how it doesn't even add up you get yeah. so that's exactly how i am cuz even the people when they're coming for interviews some of them think i'm a really serious like i don't i don't even know this perception in litokawapi mm-hmm. like i'm i'm serious i'm really quiet i don't say anything but then they sit down you start talking by the time they're leaving they have this whole new mindset so I guess that's my personality. I don't know how to put it into words, but I'm an introvert, an extrovert. I don't know. All those mixed up. <laughs> no, it's it's all good, bro. I feel like you've painted a very, you know, vivid picture for us just to see like who exactly you are. Um uh-huh. do it. I'm going to take you back again. It's easy, uh-huh. So, tell me about growing up in Bungoma. How was uh-huh. it? Like? <laughs> uh well, Hey, Bungoma was messed up. Bungoma wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't as great as Nairobi has been. Okay. Because you know at that time specifically because it hasn't it hadn't developed that much. Mm-hmm. So much of the development I think started coming in like uh 2016 or something. That's how you get to see roads, you get to see neighbors are building houses and all those things. Mm-hmm. But when I was there, because I was even studying at a, a school belonging to my uncle. So being that that was the case, life in school was okay. Yeah. Life in school was okay, but it was also a bit, it was just weird because I was, I was being favored. Consider, as I've mentioned, this is my uncle's school. But then because my mom was also staying in Nairobi, people were wondering, Uyu ni ule kijana mwenye shule niao na the mom is in Nairobi there must be something here mm-hmm. you see so life was 
plateau life was just okay i didn't feel like i'm really enjoying that whole primary experience you know mm-hmm. like there's a certain way you're just supposed to enjoy your life as a kid when you're in school just doing everything freely mm-hmm. without feeling like eh kila mtu macho yako tukwako so that was okay but also it was pretty shit specifically because of my health because the hospitals in bungoma are really really not developed so I, mm-hmm. i always used to have to come here to get my meds to get treated because when i'm there i got like i get i get um pain in my knees and then these guys think that my knee is broken mm-hmm. when indeed it's just there's an issue there's um their blood cells are not functioning proper they mm-hmm. should just like put me on um a drip and put me on painkillers and I'll be okay this guys leave me walking out of the hospital with a cast for heaven's sake so nashanga i as in you get it's yeah. even funny man so that was <laughs> that was the bad thing about that but it was really chill um it was so it was so fun because you're somewhere where you know this is home you know mm-hmm. because no matter where i go these people will always know where i come from yeah so unatembea too freely as a kid because what one thing i even realized you see up at as i was taking walks um nairobi is not so friendly for kids mm-hmm. like especially if you look at the roads there are some roads that don't have a sidewalk and it's like ni place at all as a stuka mbona hakuna sidewalk because there are so many people who walk but then you're like so imagine if I was a kid growing up in Nairobi and I want to like walk, walk around just random places that would be very difficult because magari zikwapa they'll literally just do anything to you yeah there's so many people with other intentions so i think growing up in Bungoma was safe because it was really nice uh-huh yeah so what's your most memorable memory about growing up in Bungoma like what do you remember the most Uh, the most let's see i think i'd say it's walking to school every morning and talking to the moon cuz nilikwanga na you fala na fikiria cuz moon inasonga na mimi then it there must be something bigger that's going on so me and this thing up there we are just like good friends or some shit it was a really weird thing to think about as a child but that's that's the most memorable thing especially your day and obama alikuwa president ah uh, uh-huh. me had a great chat on my way to school bro wala hata sifala we were so happy man uh, but yeah that's what i remember most my walks to school were always really nice uh, what what was the distance how how far was the school from like your home um not Rapid that far speaking. to be honest okay. let's say how many minutes I think it used to take me like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but because I think it's a, like it was a really really chill area. Unaamka tu like mtoto unatembea all the way from your home to school. You don't even come across anyone. And at this time it's like at 6:30 6:40. Uh-huh. You see, because people in this area they're not working office jobs at all. 6 a.m. I'm supposed to be battling traffic to get into the office. Mm-hmm. These guys who are going to wake up at 7 when I talk at Mbani 8 they are not the, the, the people who are working really serious jobs are going to either school because they are teachers or they are going to the hospital because they are doctors and nurses 
everyone else either has a business they are managing a shop or you see mm-hmm. so it wasn't that fine it was really chill it was really safe so yeah okay so since you grew up in bungoma when when is it that you decided to move to nairobi um i moved i moved in 20 wait i moved when i was like 11 yeah i moved in 2010 Mm-hmm. That's when I came to Nairobi. So I started from Wait, I remember I came and then this guy said that I was too young to join class 6 cuz all the guys in that class looked like they were twice my age. Mm-hmm. So they had to take me a class back just so that I wouldn't even feel weird in that classroom. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was was it like a rough transition for you? Um I can say I got culture shock that's for sure because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I will lie because I like I got I got I got to see so many I got to see a different perspective yeah, I got to see a much different perspective from how I used to see things and how these other kids are seeing things because going back to Bungoma Me and my friends are used to doing the dumbest of things like I remember this one thing and this how we used to have fun there on yeah. weekends there was this huge maze farm just next to where we used to stay so me and my friends wait for like noon and then we go into the field we are there trying to steal maize and trying not to get caught that was now us having a good weekend you see and then we rush back home and then we put the maze not for anything as in to make a talk for fun because this is what we do every weekend uh-huh. but then i come to nairobi first friday people are talking about playstations and disney shows <laughs> and all these things that missy just were so i'm there like okay disney shows okay uh playstation nizi nini vitu vitu mingi mingi so i'm damn confused man so me i go home you know i want i want a playstation now too because all these kids are talking about playstations yeah. my mom my mom says hizi vitu zitakuwa ribu kichwa wewe mimi najua hawa watoto wote wanapenda hizi vitu wako na shida kwa kichwa so me i grew up all this time knowing playstation itaniaribu up until the point that nimemaliza high school and now i feel like even if i even if i wanted to play these things i can really buy it for myself yeah. but I'm no longer interested uh-huh. so you see there's this there's this whole new way of seeing things all these new things that these people liked and I had to also try fit into that or else ningeonekana tu ah ni ile kijana wa bungoma juangi vitu yote inaendelea hapa hivi you see so man that was how the transition was but I think I I turned out to right Bro, I'm not going to lie, but if you met me at that time in primary school, I was probably going to uh-huh. tell you about PS as well. Bro, exactly. I was, I was <laughs> yani, I'm the type of kid who would wake up in the morning, 7 a.m., nimecheza PS uh-huh. all the way till 7 p.m. at night. That was uh-huh. my life as a kid. So, your mom did have a fair point. Right? Right? Because yeah. I've seen this, I've seen this with kids who are sequizy. Like how do you spend so much time still gaming like you know sometimes i think i sit down and i'm just i'm just grateful 
mm-hmm. siku join like it's fun it's exciting all these things but i think maybe because i just didn't indulge in it so much as a kid i no longer see the purpose of it now mm-hmm. but oh well all right bro let me ask you uh-huh. i have three fire questions for you right now like all right before we get into the second part of of the show so question yeah. number 1 what was the last song you listened to uh but for your soul by who uh this guy uh kamau kamau and some some simba guy it's a new song i just got introduced to but it's by kamau okay so question 2 who is the last person you texted uh you telling you i'll be here in a minute <laughs> okay Uh the last question uh-huh. uh what makes you smile or what makes you happy? Uh what makes me happy? Um progress makes me happy I think yeah. Like uh-huh. um my girl says I'm I'm a very competitive guy. Like I always want to be on the move and so mm-hmm. that's what excites me like it keeps me feeling like ah you know even if everything else is messed up in whatever way as long mm-hmm. as there's progress then uh, me i'm okay everything else will be figured out along the way uh-huh yeah hi cool 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 thanks for answering those three questions well this uh-huh. is going to be an interesting question just like following up what you said because i just want to know you know i uh-huh. i would not i would not consider myself like a hopeless romantic but bro uh-huh. how did you how did you meet your girl like what what's the story behind uh-huh. that uh Well, that's an interesting one. <laughs> um well, first nilikuwa nimechill tu. I think I was in uh, I was in form 3 or something. So, I came across my friend's friend no, I came across my friend's Instagram. Let's just put it like that. So, I saw this shorty and she was looking nice. She had this nice white top. It was really tight and nice. So I was like, "Damn, okay. Uni nani?" <laughs> Well, I was just like who's this girl yeah? yeah so initially because clearly nimempata kwa my friends instagram I was like they are probably friends but uh-huh. then i was thinking in my head they probably don't also live in the same place you knew you them anatoka maybe karen you see because me at that time we were, we were in west the both of us me and habu mm-hmm. so i was like ah who you know karen so one time um my friend's sister invites me over to her place kunisaidia na Kiswahili homework mm-hmm. so me I go there and then i'm just chilling and then the sister now the friend comes and chill up tunaanza kuandika then out of nowhere this girl walks into the house and mm-hmm. goes sit next to my friend alafu bado anaandika so it's mm-hmm. like oh shit here she is eh so niko hapo na shangaa mbado hapo tu ni relax this shot is hapo hivyo kando anaendelea tu na kunisaidia na assignments ni chill to looking 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 at the girl from the corner of my eye and I'm trying to make sure I'm not making any mistake but because of that because I wasn't so certain niliamua kunyamaza up until my work was done so when we are walking out yeah. this girl says you have nice socks so I turn back and then I look at her and I'm like oh thanks nikailenga tu sana nikimwangalia hivyo sura right it doesn't even make sense kumwangalia hivi sura nikajua ah nice nice okay so we've got it we've got it new you but then i had to still maintain 
So this girl, now the friend where I saw her from, invites me over to take pictures. Because I told you I used to take pictures in high school. So she invites me to take pictures of them this time. Hakuna atima assignments, nini nini. So now I can really fully focus on this one. Nyeze kumuona vizuri. So as I'm taking these pictures, this shorty makes this eye contact and yirini fanya nikasikia kumea to bro. I'm not even playing with you. This girl, ah, bro. As in she just caught my attention. Simply, let me just put it like that. But she had this really straight face as in it's like she was annoyed or something. So that's what kept me like afar, kept me at distance. Mm-hmm. But then later on that day, now it was my friend taking the picture and I got the chance to stand next to this girl. And then guess what she says when she's standing next to me? She's like, see at least to smile kidogo for the picture. So I was like, ah, okay, okay. So I guess we're actually moving. <laughs> I guess we're actually moving. Progress, mm-hmm. exactly. So from then, now I got her number. We started the chat from there, and it's been four years now. Four years? Yeah, bro, four years. Jeez, bro, wow, that's, yeah. that's fantastic, man. Um, it is. Wow. But it's been on and off. It's not a team, it was straight, continuous. Yeah, and obviously, bro. Yeah, relationships, man. Yeah, bro. So, again, I'll yeah. take you back, because... Uh, you mentioned that when you were in Bungoma, you had like lots of health issues. Do you mind telling yeah. us about that? Well, the thing is, when I was a kid, and also because I didn't, I wasn't um, present. I wasn't present uh, really good medical facilities. My attacks were much worse because also my medication wasn't the best at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's been the case. I ended up missing a lot of school, which also still transitioned when I came to Nairobi. Because as a kid, things weren't... It's like I didn't have a good, proper foundation health voice. You get? Yeah. So um, I, got, I got sick more often. I got admitted more often. Like I, sometimes I'd be admitted so many times that even me just staying out of the hospital for a month was a great thing. That's how bad it was. It's like year to year, week to week, I'm just getting admitted, I'm getting sick, all that shit. And it reached a point, it was so bad that um, people, like, you know, these people never really come to you and then they are telling you these things when you can hear. But I could hear the talk that I wasn't even gonna, people around the area didn't even think I was gonna see 12 or 13 or that type of shit because of how bad things were for me as a kid. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that, that, that was the whole childhood and getting sick in Bungoma. But coming to Nairobi, yeah, coming to Nairobi up until, I don't know, all the way till like uh, form, I think form three. Mm-hmm. That's when I got the, the transition into at least better health. And that's when I was like 17. I was 17. Now when I was, yeah, when I was 17 in form three now, that's when I got that whole transition to getting better health and being able to like stay a longer time without getting sick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I'm guessing this has also really affected um, your content creation, right? Uh, yeah. 
how do you how do you cope with all this? Would you pre-record episodes when you're healthy, and then once you get sick, you just release them over that time? Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, it's there's even this funny story. <laughs> this year now, yeah. so <clears throat> this year started off a bit rocky for me, and it was it was pretty shit. Um, transitioning still from like November, November 2019, my health just decided to be really shit that whole season. So this year, um, things things started in a hype way, or things started a bit more energy on the channel, because I had shot some really fire episodes before the year ended last year, so I had them stocked up, yeah. Yeah. So it reached a point. I was only posting like the whole month of January. I was only posting interviews I had already shot in December, because mm-hmm. the whole time I was in the hospital. So all those episodes that came out that whole month was just me in that hospital bed just editing and uploading using hospital internet but it's something that it's an idea that came last year when i was just starting the channel after i got hospitalized for like four weeks and then i was really getting the hang of youtube i was really getting the hang of um, the show at that point but then going and then coming back and having to hit up the guest I had already called just really messed me up because I felt like I'm so behind. Like I would have posted four weeks of content that would be further ahead, you get. Mm-hmm. So having gone through that experience just got me thinking I should always be like a few steps ahead of myself. It doesn't matter if even shit is going to happen. Let me just do it because it's the better way to create content for me. So that I can still release content at any time, at no matter what, where I am, no matter what circumstance I'm in, you get. Yeah. Yeah. So, bro, who's been like your support system during this unfortunate times when you fall sick? Um. Um. I can say it's just my mom, man. Um, my mom's the one who's got me the whole, like, the whole time since. Since the thing started, um, all through primary, all through high school, all through uni, still right now, yeah, she's been she's been the one who's given me the psych to keep doing all these crazy things, because um, yeah, some some of the people you might or I I have come across have have had some let's say not so good advice about how I should live considering the everything that's going on in my life. So mm-hmm. some guys are like, you should really live more recklessly, come on, you know, because you only live once. You get like, you only live once has a bigger meaning in this way now, because, ah, come on, does it even matter? Why not go out and do all these crazy things and just live your life, you know, be reckless and shit. So when I get to hear such things, I'm like, hey, Z, Z, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that should be the reason to do this, you get so yeah, my mom just my mom just tells me stuff, and also, I think just the things that I, uh, the content I take in, just helps me stay grounded and also just keep knowing that things are also still gonna be okay, you know. Because sometimes it's also she's not always always around. Sometimes you even generally just as a human being, it's not always it's not every time someone will always be there. You get. Yeah. Sometimes you have your own back. So I just I just have to push myself and I just have to be there for myself. Because mm-hmm. I talk you up or see 
um, I'm an adult. My mom can't sleep in the ward. Apoati, oh, you are kona maumivu. Come yeah. on, you see, you're yeah. there alone. You're going through it alone. So you just have to get that strong mentality and that mindset that there's no other way. It's either we we keep fighting or we just fight. So yeah. Because I, I think I watched your video with your mom and you two look like you're pretty close, like you're tight. Yeah, to a certain extent. <laughs> Bro, that's amazing because I, I know most of us don't really have the best relationships with our parents, but... I understand, yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. I think our parents always want the best for us and yeah, we should just be more open to talking to our parents because... You know, now when we're we're far from the puberty stage when hormones were, you know, just yeah. a higher thing. And now, you know, you're <laughs> you're a young adult, so you can pretty yeah. much have a conversation with your parents. Yeah, yeah, true. I think it's the best time to be doing such things because they can understand us better, you see. Mm-hmm. They can really look back to that time when they were in campus and all this, all the things that they were going through at that time. And you can also give your own side of it. And you can even now using that, go back to all these other situations that you are really questioning the things that they were doing. Because in a way, surely, surely speaking, if you look at, if I did what you're doing, if I was your age, surely, what would you think about this? You know, that's when you can bring up such a conversation. Yeah, bro. Like, um, I think it's my birthday on Thursday, so. Ah, I'm turning 21 and that, that like, let's say 21 years ago. Yeah. When my mom got me and she was 21. So I was thinking about it and I was like, if I were to get a kid right now, no. I don't know what <laughs> I'd do. So I'm grateful for them, to be honest, because that's, yeah. that's not really easy, man. Um, given this crazy times we're having right now, bro. And I was, sure. I was going to ask you also, how how COVID has affected your content creation? Well, COVID has really, it's messed up so much, honestly. Um, I tried to stay ahead, as I said, as, as I mentioned, with still uh, getting sick and having to schedule my stuff. I tried to do that because immediately I had this COVID. I even tried to double the number of times I'm shooting, like in a week. So if in a week, I'd have, let's, uh, let's say, just two interviews. I'd try to have even three or four interviews. But then that could only go on for so long because to Lifika, March, March, April, May, to yeah. Lifika for May, content is Shaisha, mm-hmm. you see. Because I, I had only recorded so much. by August, So I put, um, after, after, after that, all the content running out, I was like, wait, okay, so now I really need to sit down and think of how to get this content out. I tried story times, but um, I just didn't feel it anymore. Me, I'm a, I feel, how will I say this? You see that introverted side of me? There's yeah. also a side that just likes keeping some stuff to myself. Mm-hmm. And I can only answer what I'm being asked, not me to just come and then put all this information out there. You see, so and also a friend of mine was just telling me you need to rethink the path you are trying to take or what you're gonna end up making if you keep going with story times because it's completely against the content I make. So 
after that, I just went on a pause. I think that's when I even got back to writing because I hadn't written anything in a long time. So I was like, because I have all this time and I'm, the only thing I'm having is school, it's okay for me to at least focus on creating content in a different way. Because yeah. these are still interviews I'm doing. It's just that it's a different avenue for different people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's affected me so much. I don't, I don't like it at all. I'm still trying to figure out how to come back. <laughs> But uh, I hope I hope it will be okay, man. Or I hope I figure something out, even if it's still gonna be there for some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, bro. So technically, I'm running out of time. Uh, so ah. I would like to ask you for your closing thoughts and one more question, one more final question. So right. what's what's been your biggest inspiration and what keeps you going right now? Mm-hmm. I think biggest inspiration is, um, wow, okay. You may, you may, you may come tricky. Answer it however you want, bro. Let me, let me, let me see. Biggest inspiration. I think it's, it's the final dream. Let me just, yeah, let me say it's just the final dream. Cause mm-hmm. you know, like when you think, when you, when you create something or when you have a vision for something, regardless of how, uh, shitty the situations around you might be at the time keeping you from getting to it if it's really what you want then that final vision of how it looks at the end is what just keeps you going mm-hmm. so the whole thing has been yes I know I can't create content right now yes I know um, the only thing I'm doing is school but I'm trying to be dependent on myself and my skills rather than what I'm doing in school so let me just keep let me just keep thinking harder let me keep um pushing because i know at the end of the day this is where i want to be uh-huh. here is where i'm trying to head to so if i keep that thought alive in my head then i'm still going towards it i'm not pausing all right man i can see so, yeah. you you always have that like progress in your mind where you want to where you want to go uh, i think I read from like a certain book that when it comes to like the final goal, all you need yeah. to do is like keep your systems in order and just like let everything else, you know, do it, do the thing for you. Yeah. Yeah, bro. So anyway, it's okay. It's not that loud. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've come to the end of the episode, bro. And I've really wow. enjoyed talking to you and getting to know who Rafael Angutusi is. And thanks man it's been it's been really fun bro um well where can the people find uh-huh. you like your socials what's your twitter what's your instagram uh everywhere is just a trap from gutusi so yeah just such trap from gutusi everywhere uh-huh. youtube instagram twitter google linkedin <laughs> yeah so all right pretty man, much thanks. it all right, thank you very much for being my guest, my first guest. And to the listeners, those who've gotten this far, I really thank you for your time. And as always, I wish you an amazing week. And I pray that the best happens to you this week. Uh, so thank you very much. Until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.